G'day folks, welcome to another episode of Hang On To Your Hat. Sorry for the very loud g'day folks shouting at the beginning, which is getting louder every time. You're here with uh, Dan Lee and Derek Myers, and today our special guest is Mantra. Bad Daddy, you're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. (laughs) Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. So we have to sit here in silence while that plays now because Derek's too lazy <laughs> to do any editing. <laughs> How good is that though? Don't have to do a thing. <laughs> Welcome folks. Hang on to your hat. The only advice that we can give anyone about to have a child, really, that that, that we can rely on, really. Just just hold on. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. It's gonna oh, be I thought you were gonna coaster. say don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't other, do it. Don't do it. Run away. Yeah. Run away. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, too late. No, but I'm determined now to start saying kind things about parenting and and about my children. I mean, we, this is therapy. This is therapy, right? You're going to start saying nice stuff. <laughs> this is the, this, this is the disclaimer. It's just such a therapy session that we tend to often talk about the hardship and the yeah, poo sure. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're you know they're extraordinary, as you know. And mm. and you, my friend, are a father of one. A so father far. of one. Father of one so far. Yeah. yeah. How's that working out? Well, the so far thing's interesting. Oh, uh, right. Well, no, I just, just no, 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 I don't have like any news <laughs> to announce today. It's not a Meghan no, Markle situation, <laughs> no, no. is it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Look, much as I would, I would love that reality. Um, hmm. Nah, man. I don't know. The the reason I say it's funny is because like I have no idea where that's going to go. Like I have, like I have no idea. I think we change our mind on it. Both right. both me and my partner. I think we both change our mind on that every single day. Yeah. There are yeah. some behavioural clues that I read about that give you an idea. <laughs> like coming from parents? Baby. <laughs> Shagging well, a lot. I don't <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> dead giveaway, um, um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let Allah decide. That yeah. kind of yeah, yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> causes kids. Yes. Mm. Yes, yeah, so avoid that. Yes. Yeah, no, rhythm, rhythm that. method. Avoid the rhythm method <laughs> of contraception. <laughs> What's the Billy Connolly joke about the rhythm method? Uh, he says, I'd like to thank the rhythm method of contraception without which I might not never have been born at all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the thing that my when I was growing up, my... I, the the, the, prod, the Glaswegian proddy parents mm. would would uh, use as the main weapon against Catholics. They're idiots. They're in the method. Poof. You yeah, look at them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. kids. Yeah, well, that's, you know, and they're not wrong, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> Probably yeah. in other senses they were wrong, but in that yeah. one they're spot on. Well, they bloody get Roman Catholics <laughs> filling tri- the bloody world up with blood. You trick people. your soldiers into uh, <laughs> not into uh, not understanding contraception and not using it, then your army in three yeah, generations is going to be twice as yeah. big. Yeah. Dan, do you want to introduce Mantra? I, I just did, <laughs> yeah. didn't I? No, no we, we just started talking, but that's kind of what I do generally. No, I said, I said oh, sorry, I am a bit like that because we know, we, we've known each other for a while. I know you as Rob as well. Yeah, as yeah that's right. You can call me Mantra's Rob on this. Your, I think for this, for, for a day like this, we can, yeah. we can be on first name basis. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a, an MC and writer and mm. 
what what do you define yourself as? I don't know, really. I, don't know. I it's changing all the time. But I I generally go with hip hop artist because I hip-hop feel like hip hop artist uh, probably embodies all those other things. It it allows me to be a writer or it allows me to be a performer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, a songwriter and and a poet and you know all the it, other things that I do as well. Yeah, yeah, and because you work with EZB in schools, sometimes I do. Yeah, and, I work in doing... a lot of schools. I, I do mm. a lot of education programs. I do a lot yeah. of like kind of youth. Um, music programs and mentor programs and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so yeah, there's like a, yeah. a lot of there's a lot of different stuff that I do. But I figure if I just say hip hop artist, it kind of just justifies the rest yeah, yeah. of those things. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's all right, Derek. Don't worry. So you've been. I, I refer, referred, he got I in trouble refer, last week. I referred to it as hippity hop music last last week with uh, when we were talking to Pip Norman. Oh, <laughs> I kept, okay. I kept yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that to him, and he was. You could see him kind of. Oh, my mistake <laughs> was going. You can't call. Rap music, hippity and then I was in trouble well, for saying rap music. I thought it was very dad-like to do. I thought it was a dad, you know, you're allowed to do dad jokes when you're a dad. Oh, you, yeah, like and saying hippity hop is kind of a dad thing to yeah, do. Yeah, knowingly yeah. getting it I wrong. guess, yeah, yeah, well, you yeah. Know. I think that's the that's the difference too because I've spoken to you about hip hop a few times yeah, and yeah. you've got a bit of hip hop knowledge no, under your belt, I so I think you can get away with it. The father is to to get rid of all the knowledge you have and shit your children by pretending you've got no idea. Well, well that's true. That's what my dad. That's did. the yeah. That's the tried and true <laughs> yeah, method, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my son and I watched. I was looking at some of your clips, film clips, this morning, and we were, we were watching the Loudmouth film clip. Oh right, that's a great film. Oh, clip. thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit <laughs> I always get now, worried. Uh, I always get worried showing it to kids, though. Right. Like you know, like so because uh, I work. He's four. Well, yeah, I suppose, like but he's it's a like. Baby. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. though. it's <laughs> like uh, I um I you know I do a lot of work in schools, and they'll often like the teachers will often decide ah, to like yeah. show some mantra videos to get <laughs> the kids g'd up about you know mantras coming to school and whatever. And they'll, yeah. they'll they'll nearly always start with the loudmouth video, which is literally just a video about how I was shit at school and how I just didn't <laughs> I didn't do any work. I just, yeah, I was a troublemaker and a weed smoker and all this stuff. And it's like here you go, kids. It's literally me in a school uniform yeah, being yeah. an asshole in that yeah, video. Yeah. That's the whole video. That's... And I don't know, like teachers seem to love it for you some reason. You look like you were having a lot of fun in that video. It was though. awesome. That's definitely yeah, the most fun. And... That's definitely the yeah. most fun I've ever had making a music video. We actually used uh like the kids in it were like my little brother as well. So my little brother's oh. 16 years younger than me. So oh, he, wow. at the time, was still quite little and, and like a perfect age for the kids that we wanted in the video. Yeah. Um, oh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's, the video is me basically at school uh, at my age uh, surrounded by yeah. children. We're all in school uniforms. and just <laughs> What age is that a, for the punters? The, the age that I'm at now? <laughs> yeah. Well, the age that I'm at now is different to the age oh, that okay. I was in the video, but I'm now 34. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. just a baby. Well, yeah, you say just a baby. The hip hop world, the hip hop to the hip hop world. I'm like, say hippity hop. I can say just a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, man, like, is it like footy? Hip hop is about that. You know, you got to retire when you're 28. Well, so. people people tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, that's yeah. interesting. I, I don't know, man. It's well, like what about people. Fucking the message. Well, is he still doing it though? Well, he still DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he I invented mean, it, didn't he? Uh, right, well, no, he, well, he invented, I, I think he invented the scratch. I think he was the yeah. first person credited with oh. scratching. Um, What's his name again? Grandmaster oh, Flash. Grandmaster yeah. Flash, that's Cool right. Herc is the DJ kind of credited with more or less inventing hip hop. But I mean, I, it was a, it was a group effort. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. American government played a big part in it by being such 
pricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. that that helped, uh, you know, the living conditions which created hip hop. What about lo- you know? local government in New York and stuff like that? Was well, it, I don't actually really I, know I much about how the part that, they played, uh, but that that show. There was a TV series that was sort of glamour. Oh, oh, you mean the the Get Down? Yeah, it was yeah, a Baz yeah. Luhrmann uh, yeah, show. Right. Yeah, yeah. About- Still blows my mind that that happened. That Baz Luhrmann teamed up with like Nas and yeah. a bunch of people to make a show about the kind of early days of hip hop, but in a like a strictly ballroom in a full Baz style. Sort of it was camp. so weird, but in yeah. in a lot of ways, that was my favorite. Like, I only watched one episode of that show. Mm. Um, not because I thought it was terrible, but like I just didn't get around to watching the rest. But uh, that was kind of what I liked most about it was those bits that were pure yeah. fantasy and pure yeah. Baz Luhrmann. I thought that was dope because that kind of suited a lot of yeah. what early hip hop expression was like. Like the yeah. obviously it came from real grimy, gritty living circumstances and whatever. But like the early kind of expression and and the the artistry in hip hop was so flamboyant. Yeah, yeah. In those early days. And so kind of, you know, it was so Baz Luhrmann-esque in many ways. It's classic kind of. So he had these mad characters. The characters that he invented for the show were kind of more impressive in the show than the real kind of characters based on real people. Yeah. So Mm. was it roughly correct? Oh, look, I think a lot of it, like in terms of like the evolution of it, I think was probably pretty, pretty, um, pretty True, I think it was the way that the real bits were portrayed that I wasn't into. It's like, hey, we're going to a little block party or whatever, yeah. and they walked into a scene that looked like it was from like a club scene in a movie like Blade yeah, or something yeah, okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, like I get it, like this Everyone is TV pretty, and this is Baz Luhrmann, but like that's just that's never happened in the history <laughs> of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, do, do you think that so, that yeah. that kind of um fantastical thing in the early days like the 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 kind of what's the word uh kind of flamboyance of it Mm. was to do with it coming out of such kind of poverty and bleakness that you got to kind of you kind of project where you want to be out of it you're projecting yourself out of it's bigging yourself because there's a history of bigging yourself up isn't there and there really is a fun that that definitely came out of of that that kind of gritty um like uh struggle that people yeah. were up against yeah. that that notion of big noting yourself i think that had a real part to play in the it's evolution it's like a survival thing exactly it's like we've and got, no one I've got was to listening. say that i yes. can do it otherwise i can't fucking do well, it well that's right and and but further to that like no one was listening to these people right like the the entire country was literally saying we do not care about you we yeah. don't care about you their yeah. own city was saying we don't care about you and you are nobody and so all of a sudden they had this platform to say, nah, I am somebody. Yeah. You know, that's why there's about 15,000 hip hop songs that use that same sample. I am somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's because you see, that's they it. had to, they had to tell the world or else they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen. That's why bombing started. That's why graffiti became so prevalent is because all of a sudden they had a, a, a canvas on the side of a train. Yeah. These people that previously like had no way of expressing themselves publicly or mm. on any kind of mainstream level, they could bomb a train and all of a sudden the whole city knew their name. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And they literally did. Like the that, whole world knows some of their it, names. This now. could only have happened in America. We were talking last week about the, the difference in American attitude and that thing about I'm going to be someone no matter what. Mm. I, I, there's that positivity. Yeah. Like hip hop couldn't have come out of its origins in Australia, I don't think, because of <laughs> in those early days where it was just like, no, we will be seen. We will be yeah, recognized. Yeah, we yeah, will yeah, be big. Right. We will be understood. And America still has that attitude of mm. you can, we're going to 
get above it. You yeah, know? yeah. I think that's true. <clears throat> I think that's true. And I think you see it a lot being an Australian hip-hop artist because the Australian hip-hop scene and, and, and fans often have that tall poppy syndrome yeah. as well where it's, yeah. where it's like we almost don't want our rappers to be too good. Right. We don't want our artists yeah. to be too popular, you know, and we don't want to, yeah, our people funny, to succeed it? overseas. I don't think anyone would tell you that, but I think that's a thing. I think that's, you know, people feel that way sometimes. Imagine being a parent, like put yourself in the mind of a parent in the beginning of, at the beginning of rap. You've mm. never heard of it. Mm. Never heard of it. No, trains haven't been bombed. You've got a 10-year-old and then that kid, you know, <laughs> when they're 12, 13, suddenly go, this is what I'm doing. What yeah. are you doing on the corner? Puts you know, on the like, baggy what pants the fuck? Can the... you imagine that? Like this yeah. whole new thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was so on. new. Like no one knew what it was. Is it scary? Like is it like Elvis where they going, fuck, that's going to lead straight to crack? You know, or... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of parents did that, but I think in those early days, no one really knew what it was. Mm. And I think in those early days, being involved in music and hip hop was potentially one of the safer mm. things you could be doing in those well it was definitely one of the safer more positive things you could be doing in those neighborhoods yeah yeah because you know these block parties were uh were encouraging people to express themselves to um to enjoy each other's company to support each other to to have fun to forget yeah. those other things yeah. that were happening in the neighborhoods um so and you, you know for a lot of people it really would have been a direct line out of some of those things so do you think yeah, maybe it amazing. could potentially have been Good parenting going on back then, going right rather than the maybe. I mean, American in the fifties when Elvis turned up, they go straight to this is fucking Satan. Yeah, you know, yeah, cut yeah. It, but cut that it did happen. Blues, that no did doubt. happen. Yeah, with blues, it happened yeah. with everything. Well, it happened with all the precursors to hip hop, really. Yeah, but I think uh, I think that did happen with hip hop as well. It just yeah. wasn't happening at the beginning because the beginning was so organic and yeah. so kind of grassroots. Uh, it didn't happen at the beginning of blues or the beginning of jazz or the beginning of rock and roll. Comfortable white it was people. when white people started yeah, listening yeah. and it was when white people started <clears throat> doing it. Yeah. That's when people started getting scared. I mean, white people have kind of always made hip hop just, you know, like not mm. maybe like on a big publicly visible scale. But yeah, when it was when, when white suburban kids started listening to it, I think that's when it started to go to go crazy it was yeah. kind of the you know the mid to late 80s where Beastie parents boys. yeah when yeah but i guess even more so like you know nwa and oh, oh you know, right you mean to, i thought you meant the white uh, oh no in terms of the artists take. more in terms of the the people listening and, <clears throat> right, and, and, and i think of, yeah of, of, i think yeah. those parents shat themselves <laughs> they did i mean the whole the whole country shat itself do you know that, that nwa album that would just fucking that that great fuck the police one mm. what's that called oh, fuck uh, I'm, straight I'm out of Compton. Yes. Um, and that when I listened to um, what's his name, AB Originals. Uh, uh, it's Briggs and Trials. Briggs, Briggs. Briggs. When, that that Briggs album. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Oh, uh, Shep, Life. Shep Life. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan Sultan's on it, and yeah. like listening to yeah, that was Shep like Life, listening yeah. to that straight out of Compton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, the, the, what he was doing in that. Felt like that kind of thing from it a, is from an it is a kind of expect, it is perspective totally it is it's a comparable thing it's a comparable I, thing I, and I think AB Original took it to a whole other level yeah um like AB Original was inspiring because it was that that record was literally just kicking the doors down it was like okay well we've been trying to tell you guys this and we've been we've been you know and it's not sugar coated no just it's fucking, just like well, but it's look, not hateful either it's it's 
it's angry, but it's yeah, I don't know, it's, it's good. It's, it gave it's me angry and it's and it's aggressive and it's militant. But I, yeah. you know, at some point that shit's got to happen. You know, I don't think that's the only way like to approach. Midnight oil in my day. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like at some point you got to kick a door down and just. Yeah. say this is what's going on you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and and that that was why nwa was so powerful and and obviously there were a lot of other artists in that era that we don't know and we don't speak about oh, yeah. who were doing similar things it was nwa that broke through but yeah, yeah um yeah it is a comparable thing where it's like without us literally standing up and just giving you an uncensored version of what's going on you're not going to fucking take this seriously you know? yeah <laughs> i got yeah, i've been thinking since knowing you were coming in I've been thinking about, you know, you know how you go, right, oh, everything's out there on Facebook and social media and oh, you wouldn't want to be a, a young fella now. Like if, if I'm glad it wasn't around when my day because then everyone would know Fuck, so the I. shit things I was thinking and the shit things I was saying and doing. <laughs> no There'd be video evidence as well. Yeah. You know, all the crap would be open and my kids would what would see it. There's no way out. So there's, there's one – I thought, well, there's one time – when people do get access to that from back in the day, is when you've been rapping since then. <laughs> yeah. So have you thought about that? Like is there anything in there that, that you go, oh, oh you mean like in my, my... my kid is going to be uh, yeah, listening well... to the and thinking that's how I felt? Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely like a, a concern I mm. have sometimes. Like I never used to and that's probably the problem is <laughs> because I, I never used to think about that. My rap. It was especially like my early tracks, they were never about like just what was going on in my life because I thought it was boring, you know, like I had a great time, but I didn't think anyone wanted to hear about it and they Mm. didn't because it it was boring. Like it's like, it was like reality TV. It's it's like, you know, why would I just put the mundane day-to-day stuff in there when I can literally, you know, paint these bigger more interesting pictures yeah, you know yeah, yeah, so yeah. so my early stuff was never really about that my early stuff was nerdy as shit it was like okay it was like slaying dragons and like controlling the weather patterns and being a demigod like this it was like pure like sci-fi okay. kind of fantasy stuff and that's kind of what what sparked the whole thing but it's definitely a concern for me now because like you know there's uh, there's probably words i used back then that i wouldn't Ever like I wouldn't have even used them in conversation, but I dropped them in a track and whatever, yeah, yeah. just flippantly. And it's like I wouldn't say that now. Um, there's certainly a tone that I that I took in some of those early tracks that I wouldn't take now. Yeah. But but also now I think about it way more. Like there's you know a bunch of things that I've been through in the last you know I guess five to ten years that I really really want to speak on. Yeah. But I don't know that I would in a in a song because I'm worried about who's going to hear it. And yeah, who might exactly who yeah. might react to it? And this this isn't people in the public. I've never really cared too much about what you know the listeners think. I mean, obviously, it's great if you like the music, but like it, that's not been a motivation. But um, yeah, it's like it's people that are close to me, and yeah, whether yeah. they'll be yeah. affected by the things that I say, you know. I've got those problems yeah. with playwriting. I've got to wait for a lot of people to die before I can write, <laughs> write half <laughs> my work. I I may I'm fifty two years old. I'm still. There's a thing that still lives in me that is like, what would, what would me mum and dad think? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but it it's, really is ridiculous. It's a that's a powerful. If I say thing. no. They asked to be a, my Facebook friend. It's like, yeah, I just let that ride. Yeah, well, there you go. Know. That's come full circle. Yeah, it's like, now <laughs> it's worried about our parents seeing what we do on Facebook. I remember so, talking to you a few years ago. How old's your son now? 
He's 14 months. So just turned one. Oh, okay. So ago. it must have been three years ago or something. Oh. And you were both, you and your partner were having conversations about having kids. Right. And I, we had a little one at the time. And I remember her saying to me, come and talk, Rob. <laughs> talk, <laughs> to say some good things about it. Because yeah. you, you were saying about the, the, the debate you have about having a second child. Yeah. Mm, you know, having it, the just, I was aware back then that there was a discussion going on yeah. about timing, perhaps, or yeah. whether you wanted to. Or, yeah. um, did, did you go through lots of conversation about, like, you didn't just accidentally have a baby, obviously, because you talked about it? No, 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 that's right. We, yeah, we did. And, and, um, it was an ongoing conversation. What, what was hard was, um, you know, we met at a point where, like, after we'd been together for a couple of years, Iris was at a point where she was kind of really feeling physically like she yeah was ready you know yeah. and and we knew that we were going to be together forever so we like we knew that or at least try our best <laughs> yeah yeah you know sure. so we we were sold on that like there was no issue about whether this was the right relationship right to be doing that it was just about timing for me it was about whether I was ready um and you know she was she was ready but she was also really understanding of of that but as time went on she i guess was kind of more of the mind. Well, look, I want to do this. If we're going to do it, I want to do yeah. it sooner rather than later, which is which is totally fair enough. Um, the problem was that, like you know, pretty soon after Iris and I got together, <clears throat> um, like my dad became really ill, yeah. um, and that became a massive part of my landscape, and and a lot of my time and energy went into to caring for him. Right. Um, it wasn't long after that that we even like we were living in uh, Northcote at the time. We moved over to the other side of town to be close by to him and, yeah. and be able to be kind of on call and, and help out. And I really didn't have any idea how much that would dominate my kind of psychology and my emotional state. I, that was just kind of like the decision was like, hey, I'm a, we'll just do what we need to do to help out and, you know, support the family unit. You know, so my, my dad and his, his then partner, you know, um, they had, uh, a little boy at home that's my little brother who's um you know much younger than me so he mm -hmm. was i don't know probably about like 13 or something when this kind of started going down 13 14 um so yeah he was he was young so i wanted to make sure i was not only there for dad but also there to support like right. a lot help support alana and, and casper as well um and yeah it just it like the way that it turned out was so devastating you know like th there was nothing unexpected dad got sick yeah. he continued to get sick we cared for him and and he eventually died like it wasn't um you know like any anything kind of unexpected it was kind of the natural way things go yeah. but the the stuff that came with that the the emotional st stuff that came with that that i was not expecting and not ready for just completely um destroyed right. my soul um, well, that's interesting, and because because having a kid then mm. unearths all sorts of stuff that's unexpected. Or I've found Absolutely, so you yeah. you're, you're going yeah, through yeah, the yeah. loss of a as a son, the loss of a parent, mm. and it bringing up all sorts of unpredictable stuff. Mm. And then shortly after that, having a kid, that's it must be an amazing yeah. fresh transitional. Like Definitely, yeah. Well, and and the 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 idea of dad dying and like you know dad. Um, being sick and, and leaving and, and all that, that was kind of the easiest part because yeah, that was right. black and white. That was easy. We knew that was happening. 
It was all of this other stuff. And then there were like family politics that I kind of had no idea about. And there was a whole lot of like mm. really just devastating stuff that happened around it mm. that I wasn't at all ready for. Um, Do you mean in, in terms of the way his sickness developed? Do you mean no. more more psychological stuff? Yeah, psychological yeah. stuff. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the way that his sickness developed was just that. It was it's just ca- like, was you know, cancer, it was presumably. cancer and yeah, yeah it, it gets worse and it gets better and then it gets worse yeah, and yeah. it got gradually worse and then and then that was it. Um, it was, yeah, it was all the other psychological factors right. that happened around that and coming to, to terms with my own childhood. Right. And, you know, and- yeah. The ways that my dad was was there, but more importantly, probably not there right. um, during my childhood. Yeah, um, that was the that was the hardest thing to kind of grapple with, um, and re- like, yeah, it, it was super complex, man. It was yeah. super complex. Yeah. But like, one thing was like, wow, I've just been here for you in a way that you've never been there for me. Yeah, right. that was a that was yeah. a massive a massive thing because it kind of makes you, it can make you resentful of that childhood, but also realize that you didn't get a lot of it. You know what I mean? Or you didn't maybe get it the way that you, mm. you could have had it. Um, so it made me kind of miss my dad in, in different ways than just him dying. So you, you know? means you get to know him much better towards the end of his life, presumably, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, is, tr- that's true as well. But, um, but that wasn't necessarily a positive thing for me. Right. You know, like it was in many ways. Mm. Um, and we, we got to spend some really, really kind of special time together in that in that time and and it's really interesting because whilst those few years and you know the the years kind of immediately following they've no doubt been like the kind of most difficult and challenging of my life Mm. but um i'm kind of also grateful for a lot of that stuff like i'm grateful for a lot of the experience that i had in that time because it taught me so much about what i'm capable of 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 what human beings are capable of and about how life works you know I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I wouldn't wish anybody to get sick or to have to care for a, you know, uh, a dying family member or anything like that. It's really, really traumatic and hard. But, but that doesn't change the fact that at the end of it, I, I, I was allowed to see glimpses of life that I just wouldn't have seen otherwise. You yeah, know? and you it shows it, and you, you things. So, were you pregnant? During the no, final, no, so well, that was why I took a long time, and that's why I needed yeah. a lot of convincing. Right. So that's probably oh, okay. why Iris right. was hollering at you, Dan, and going, like, Can you please talk, <laughs> just tell you him know, something good about yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, now this is all just yeah. everything's just <clears throat> well, about the kid, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, suddenly yeah, yeah. you go, Oh, right, that's my whole life. No, so exactly, everything that's happened to you is like a toolkit, exactly. You know, it's like exactly. giving that's, you more and more. True. It's good you it's had some time to process, and it's good, yeah. I mean, it wasn't much time. It was, it was, uh, you know, well, it was, it was less than a year until we got pregnant, but it was kind of a situation where, yeah, we'd been living in this kind of dark cloud for a long time. Yeah. And, um, there was many, uh, parts of it that was still dark and poisonous, um, for us, even though we had the relief now that dad was kind of done with his suffering and, you know, he was, he was definitely, um, Oh, for lack of a, a better word, he was in a better place <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just because, yeah, he was in so much pain and, and he was so ready to go. So that was a relief in the end. <clears throat> but there was still so much darkness and kind of poison around the situation and mm. around the family and, and stuff that I was just blown away by. Like I had no idea that this stuff existed. But, yeah. you know, it, that's how it is. I guess these massive life events, they bring things out of people and they – 
they kind of highlight aspects of life that are just completely surprising and, yeah. and peculiar. They're massively. It amplifies <laughs> your your big heart. Yes. If you've got it going on, yeah. and, and it also can amplify yeah. all sorts. Everyone's going to handle yeah. shit in a different way. That's, that's right. It can go really haywire. So there was a lot of stuff that was still really messing with me um, emotionally after that, and the least of it was saying goodbye to Dad. Mm. I said my goodbyes. Right. We, 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 we made that piece, and it was, it was good, you know? But, yeah, so there was, there was a bunch going on. We moved back over to the, the north side where I feel spiritually at home. We were back in my, my uh, homeland of Coburg. I was very happy about that. Right. It was back, um, back amongst the, you know, um, the, the friendly and, and strange faces of, yeah. of the north. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was very happy about it. The fixed wheel bicycles and the yeah yeah yeah, fluidity. yeah oh for me it was more like I was because I was back I grew up in I grew up in Coburg and I grew up in Brunswick yeah. so those things were never a thing like no, they were no. never a part of of those suburbs no um it no, was they were immigrant suburbs yeah exactly so and that's that was Italian the people ladies. that I miss that's the all people that I miss all you side wankers had all that stuff back then <laughs> <laughs> that was what I missed I missed you know um talking to the old Italian neighbor yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and going and buying my Turkish bread from paying the rent to the little old Italian lady exactly who owned right. the street exactly <laughs> right that was that was what I missed I missed yeah. you know the the kind of real the real thing um, and so that that was great and things started to feel more positive we finally had this kind of um, security I guess about where we were living about the life we were about to start making and we for the first time bear in mind that that shit all started going down like kind of a minute after me and Iris got together. Wow. So, so, yeah. so poor she's Iris. She's amazing. So poor Iris. I don't know her, but no, I know she's amazing. She is incredible. Like, yeah. And I, I do not know what kind of awesome shit I did in a past life to get some yeah. karmic return like this, um, but it must have been something massive because yeah. she she has literally she literally saved saved my entire life. Well, then that's either going to strengthen your relationship and give it an incredibly good foundation, or it's going to just not. Or it'll destroy it. Yeah, absolutely. And so it has absolutely done the former. So so this is another one of the ways it's a valuable experience. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, because we came out of that, like, you know, and this was like, you know, it it was a long time, but it's a day by day process. It's like a daily, it's a daily thing that we had to deal with and shoulder. And she, most of all, because. She had to, well, she didn't have to, but she chose to kind of help me look after my family, but also then had to look after me because I was going home after having put on a brave face for my family all day. Yeah. And then I go home and I'm a fucking wreck. Like I'm, I'm just totally beside myself, you know, and, and just trying to process all those things that I haven't been able to process while I'm caring for these other people. And so she stood by me by through all that, but, but was just this infinite source of love, generosity and support and strength. And so yeah, we came out of the end and we were just like, well shit, having a kid is going to be a walk in the park compared to this shit. Like, we, you know, anything's going to be a walk in the park compared yeah, to yeah. this. Is it? No. <laughs> no, it's way harder. <laughs> no. Yeah, but we we did. We kind of we figured at that point we were like, okay, well this is the first time we've ever had the space to kind of feel um, ready to even <clears throat> properly start thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but we also know that we are strong and like while that stuff will probably continue to be a source of, 
emotional scarring, probably for both of us. Um, you know, we're we're ready to move forward and we're we're strong enough to kind of do it. And so we just did it. And and you know, yeah. perhaps because I've been going through a kind of intense journey about that's come out of this podcast mm. about about fatherhood and mm. no actually it's gone beyond that it's just gone into sort of family parents yeah. my parents parents mm. where where their behaviors have been inherited and come from trauma that's been passed down all sorts of stuff yeah. that's sort of blown open conversations with my aunt my mother mm. hearing stuff about her family that's kind of intense and mm. um and uh I know that all that stuff it's it's helping you to then make decisions about your own parenting or no maybe doubt. not even I don't know if it's even decisions but it's going to affect what your values are now there's something yes, about absolutely. knowing about the family history absolutely so you can cut off certain traits at the past there's certain family sort of traits to do with alcoholism say for example mm-hmm. or just uh, um, uh, mental health yep. uh, that you want to be really aware of when you're bringing up your kids so totally, that you yeah, don't yeah. end up being this miserable fucker that's floating around in the background of your child's life. Absolutely. You know? I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so your 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 experience I'm, I'm getting to is that it must, must be something that's going to be – I mean, it's just very lucky that you got to have that at all. Absolutely. No, absolutely. You're totally right. And now right. with your son – Yeah. You're totally yeah. right because that's that's the biggest thing that's come away from this whole experience for yeah. me is like I feel like I know what I want to be about in my in my son's life and I know what I don't want to be about. Right. You know. Yeah. And and living by that is is much harder than just saying it like yeah. you know because th- some of those things are kind of ingrained and embedded right. in you especially if it's coming from your parents you know it's like, either genetic or it's just you you absorbed a lot yeah, of those yeah. early years. Yeah. Well, that's right. Like you know, you know and that's and that's what it is. So. Mm. Um, I, I'm kind of constantly checking myself, even now at this mm. young stage of my my boy's life. It's um, yeah. I'm, I'm checking myself and and kind of having to constantly kind of evaluate whether that's how I want to be. Because you, you don't want to pass on stuff unknowingly. No, that's right. I just, I mean, I still. I mean, be- we will. Oh, uh, we will. <laughs> oh well, yeah, hopefully, there's more of the good things than the bad well, that's, things, that's or, right or you too, can yeah. at least kind of. I mean, perhaps we're overthinking it too. Like perhaps there's a tendency with our parenting these days to overthink. But then again, if we talk about it with proper breadth and proper detail, then it's not just sort of panicking and yeah. being hysterical. We, yeah. we, we want to look at what what sort of things can be stopped in their tracks. Mm. That mm. Because I know a lot of – like my parents had us when they were in their early 20s and they wouldn't have had a second to think about what – what sort of um, things they wanted to? What do you mean they had hours and hours that we don't have now because of screens? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but they were just young and they didn't know any, you know. Yeah, they, oh yeah, you could say that, but we, we've yeah. been around for tens of thousands of years. I, I reckon we're ninety percent there, just sitting here, just awareness, just being a, just awareness and understanding of past generations and yes, and what your right. parent. I think that's the that's ninety percent of the road. Mm. Even details, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't help look at your parents once no. you've got kids. No, that's and, right. And and also in in a really compassionate and loving way. Like I, yeah. I forgive any kind of. My, I keep bringing it up. My brother talking about feeling like he wasn't listened to as a child, and then you go, God, try listening to kids when you've got kids all the time. Mm. Like you can't constantly, mm. you know, have your attention on them. Yeah. Um. But 
can't believe we celebrate when they start talking. <laughs> you got that coming, man. No, and then well, that... you go, oh, what was I? What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it's like me with the questions. I was, I was so looking forward to being followed around, asked, and being asked questions, and now it's like. Torture. It's this nightmare. Yeah, yeah, These yeah, unanswerable, yeah, aggressive <laughs> inquiries. Have you got any, know. like, uh, recent gems that you've been asked that you just haven't been able to, to answer? No, but he examples? did tell me to go this morning. Like, he was he was hanging off Missy and then I said, all right, I've got to go now. And he goes, yeah, what, what did he say? <laughs> Why don't you just go? <laughs> hardcore, he he frames it as a question. Not, yeah. Why not don't like, you just go? Yeah, it's like. That's brilliant. Like, I'm the idiot. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, why do you? Why are you telling me this? Yeah, I, I don't. You know care. what you got to do. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Oh, he used to say to me, "You know, I don't know why you're telling me that. I'd be just sharing some <laughs> some thing, some wow. little bit of interest." And it's like, right, okay. cuts to the chase. <laughs> cuts to the chase. He ain't got time. Just bloody information yeah, yeah, yeah. I can use. Yeah, where the chocolate is. Yeah, that's always interesting. Why do they just throw something straight at you, like the? Oh, that's I, happened. I've definitely like, got a few. Oh, of those. I just realised one of the big ones. Like, why, why do you get hair on your balls or whatever it is? And you go, Oh, oh sorry. Well, that's I, easy. I just... thought you meant throw something straight at you. Like, oh, I've got so many like bruises a plate. On my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, I was like, Nah, man, that's happened. That's happened already. My kids, yes. my kids, very capable physically, <laughs> which sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, we get shit thrown at us all the time. Yeah. You know, usually it's sticky food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, uh, that's another thing. I was celebrating <laughs> when he, like, he became really interested in, like, playing with, like, a, you know, like a ball or something like that. Yeah. And it, and it really helped his hand-eye coordination. He got this real physical capability. He loves it. He loves, like, you know, he's got a little soccer ball and a little basketball, and they're just his favorite things in the world. Wow. He's got a great arm. He's got an awesome throw. He'll, and, you know, the first time I said, throw it to dad, and he threw it to me, I was like, I was so happy. You know, I was like, my, my little man, you can do it. Yeah. I hate it now, man. Yeah. It's like it's awful. He's like throw. He'll throw it's like a, a little- Jack Russell with a stick. It's like oh, oh man, well, it's, but it's just like it's everything. It's like um, you know. We're, so now we're trying to teach him that you throw the ball, but you can't throw the hard piece of fruit that looks right. exactly like a ball. <laughs> yeah, I know it looks the same, but it's yeah. not as as you know conducive to being thrown so oh, yeah no, that's yeah. gonna hurt yeah man well it did it's had it's hurt me a couple of times this is apple straight to the dome yeah you know? oh. <laughs> i don't cope with the food th like I, i'm pretty missy's much better at the kind of creative eating we're splashing food around yeah sort of all sure, that sort yeah, of shit yeah. and the when Jackson i I, I, I kept feeding <laughs> sammy I kept feeding him long after he should have been feeding himself. Right, yeah, Mainly yeah, because yeah. I just keep wanted to tidy. keep the food off the oh. fucking table. Yeah, and off the no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it just sprays everywhere. You yeah. come in, it looks like a- Well, that's know. the thing. They're like, yo, at this age, they should be feeding themselves. It's like, well, that's true. Yeah, well, but that's not feeding himself. He's he's just <laughs> decorating. Like, you know. Yeah. He's This is good coverage. He's pro-harding like, it. He's yeah. not fucking eating it. <laughs> choose your time and a place. Like, when they get a bit older and they go- I'm going to go make breakfast. You go, do I really want that? Do I want yeah. to walk into a kitchen that is completely fucked? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Once that, again, that, is that the, the trade full though? Jackson like, Pollock of yeah. everything, in your, everything in your cupboard. Is that the trade though? Like, because, you know, a lot of parents tell me, obviously, when you've got a young child, when you've got a very small kid, 
like the advice and the the kind of wisdom comes thick and fast you know like yeah. all the parents in your life start kind of emerging with these gems and they're all different it's like a bolognese recipe everyone's got the secret yes. ingredient that you need to know too. and every you well, yeah exactly everyone's they can't different remember. so but they also can't remember they did, they're, they're <laughs> fantasize cuz it's the part of well, your brain that remember yeah. sorry but no go no on. Uh, uh, the um the one i constantly hear is like Oh, you know, it's great when they get a bit older because they all make their own breakfast. You don't have to oh, make their. <laughs> so now I've just heard a contradicting. Uh, well, old mate had it right. Um, Brett, he's got it sorted. He pre makes the the breakfast. Ah. In the, in the lower shelf of the fridge. Right. Or whatever it is, puts things, whatever they eat, like Mars bars and stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. that's Mars, how I Mars imagine it. I'm Coke, sure it's yeah. not, right? Yeah, can of Coke and a Mars bar. So they have, <laughs> Breakfast they have, the They don't have to pester him in the morning. That's good. So that's before they're ready to make their own. That is good. But um, yeah. you've got to let them go. You know, it's, it's oh, yeah, magical no, when they got to come learn. up with... So I, I love the unpalatable the, shit, <laughs> and, but I love the mess they make. I love it, and, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. good for. I think it's yeah. look. I think it's, but it tests my ability to cope because I go, I start twitching because I can't cope with that kind of mess, mm. and I think it's because of my history. I lived in such squalor. <laughs> and and, and and alcohol abuse for my whole twenties and thirties. That <clears throat> seeing the squalor in my house now just takes me back. Yeah, and right. I need that's, things to be clean. But now, a now bad I'm not, association. It is. It, it's, oh, it, mate, I'm sorry like to a, laugh. It's, it's like a Vietnam veteran to <laughs> <in> a helicopter. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm. I'm like, this is like that fucking house that we used to call the cholera den where we <laughs> we, we, we fenced off the kitchen. <laughs> no. no, no. It's like with Milano. We, we, fenced, we got some police tape and we put it around the kitchen and we cordoned it off and we never went back in there and there was maggots in the sink. Oh, shit. And, and we had this cat that had kittens and we had cats and kittens all through the oh house shitting and pissing and cool. we just – Drank and stacked pizza boxes up against the wall. Oh it was a and and we didn't have a front door key, so we used to get in the broken back window. And you can't of deal with a four year old getting food on no, his chin. No, but it's just it's like the Channel Seven chopper. I come yeah, in yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. fucking shit everywhere, and I go. I resolved. Oh, I'm going I'm back. back. Yeah. I'm back to that. Squ- oh like I lived in such utter debauched squalor, which was kind that's of that's pretty. Go- that's some pretty gold medal. Contending, I really uh, was bad. I'm not right there. I'm yeah, not yeah. even joking. Yeah, that's it's full, like full Monty. You were allowed to do that back then. I don't think people would do. Even students wouldn't do that now. People no. had more self-respect. People started. I oh, found it's a, a bit different, weird as different ball game. Yeah, share yeah. houses later in the game when housemates, you know, get, took me aside and said, you know, it's not clever or cool anymore <laughs> to live like this. <laughs> You fuck your housemates had to tell you this. Like other young people. Other young people, yeah, yeah. Younger than me. Listen, it's not clever or cool. We had a broken glass pile (laughs) in the back of the lounge room because we would sit in the chair watching telly and just throw stubbies. Into the corner of the room and they'd smash. That's Jesus. clever and, and cool. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I'm up with you, Dan. Pile of broken glass in the corner of the room. Whenever we had parties, we'd just have to put dunas over it or something <laughs> to try and stop Fuck. people from oh wounding themselves. Have you, did you just do this? Like so, you'd have material to write about. Like, no, no. This, well, this is this is a play unto itself. Yeah, it's bro. a long like, game. Dan's. It long was game. watching dogs yeah, in that's space. That's right. That's right. It was watching dogs in space, and with Noel and I religiously thinking that allowed was us to think that debauchery was okay. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's because it sounds like with Noel and I, but it's yeah. like but you're worse. not meant to watch with Noel well, and I as like a 
an informatory documentary. No, and a, it's, it's, a plan it's for definitely living. not. Yes, yeah, the, the first ever TED talk. <laughs> it was a this fucking plan for living. It was my plan for living. I intended that was it. Raw potatoes. Yeah. Just eating raw potatoes. Apart from a raw potato, that's the only thing solid to have passed my lips in seventy hours. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, that makes me super, oh, well, super anxious even just thinking about it. But I mean, I'm also not surprised that like. You know, like one way or the other, you were going to have to find a bit more kind of order and structure, you know, for yourself. Because I think that's yeah. part of leaving that whole lifestyle behind yeah. is is that. I kind of had to do it myself too. I, I realized that and it was like it was going to see like a counselor that, that even got me to realize this. But like because so much of my life like growing up had been like kind of chaotic and unpredictable. Like yeah. I didn't have like all that much stability i guess um uh and yeah like it wasn't it wasn't predictable it wasn't it wasn't guaranteed so i think like i trained my brain to find like patterns and and, right. and kind of um Stuff order and structure yeah, yeah yeah and and then because i i then went on to be a self-employed artist yay <laughs> yeah. like you know where where Oops. there literally <laughs> is no structure or order to kind of anything you do it's just like you're just working as much as possible and in as many different ways as possible and you're answerable to everyone at all times kind of thing um like so that again that had no structure it was kind of chaos so i i think that that that's the further- tool that i want to i'm going to take that and show them how it's done. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna, I don't have to have structure. I can work in unstructured. Yeah, but I think I it. think what I did though is that that because I I, I lived that artist lifestyle, my brain further went towards like you need structure and you need order, or yeah. else, oh, or else ways. it's all just chaos. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I mean? Totally. Um, and and part of that has been really good because part of that gave me excellent time management. It gave mm. me you know good organizational skills so I can stay on top of work and 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 kind of get a lot done um but it also means that i'm kind of in this kind of limbo between order and chaos all the time and if i swing too heavily to one side i start getting really kind of anxious about it. right yeah. yeah and then your kids are chaos well that's right and- so kids are chaos but also kids love order routine and routine and, and so uh, yeah so yeah yeah it's a it's been a challenge for me like kind of trying to to be patient and understand the chaos, but also maintain the routine and the order, whilst also like because that's that's a, a life unto itself that I have to do that with now. That's that's yeah. just parenthood is that, but I also have to do it, continue to do it with this, with my entire lifestyle yeah. outside of that. So it's it's um the amount of brain space that it takes up is something that I kind of wasn't at all prepared for. Yeah. Even just like you know the one of the things that bugged me out in the first year of of parenthood was like. You always have to be aware of where your child is, who your yeah. child's with. Like, is your child awake? Is your child asleep? Well, regardless, you could be at work doing something completely. Like, your phone could be off, but you got to be aware of that. You need to know where that person is, wh- like what their routine is for the day, who's going to be with them later. Do I need to get back? It's like always there taking up all of this brain space. Yeah. So you're just adding that to everything else that you do. Yeah. We already expect so much of our brains these days, you know, in terms of, of work and and just, you know, I guess living in a city where there's so much information and stimulus being thrown at you at mm. all times, the amount of things that you're expected to be on top of, adding that all that extra stuff to it, 
That was a that was a mad shock. That's why I'm shutting stuff down. I've I've like I'm I'm not watching or reading news anymore unless it's Mm. necessary. Not for entertainment. Not that kind of just looking at yeah, just casually. I I can't do it. I can't fit it in. I can't be processing that simultaneously. I found that too. I've been so disconnected from. Just can't do it. I mean, we got an election on Saturday. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I haven't. I have not. Stayed on top of any of it. No, no. Like, I feel like I don't have the space for well, it. Even lose. when I'm chilling, uh, like, I don't feel like that's a time where I can, I can, I can, like, kind of investigate that stuff because I'm like, my brain doesn't need any more in it. Well, there's Especially that not if it's emotional, if yeah. it's, if it's got an emotional response attached to it. As yeah. Well. And we absorb so much or we're, we can't avoid absorbing way more information than the average person did in a mm. year. Like, like, mm. like we do in a day what people did in a year in the 50s or something. Mm. There's some figure we'd talked about yeah, in yeah. the past. Yeah, right. And, I'd and, love and to hear brain... more about that because that's something I've been I've been kind of thinking about a lot No, no, they lately. think it's yeah. something ludicrous like. Yeah, that's not surprising. In a day, the average kid absorbs more sort of data it goes in whether they like it or not than, yeah. than the average in a year or something. It's something right. insane. So that's why we have this sense of bandwidth capacity, re- you know, capacity being reached. Mm. I, I can't, and that's where my anxiety kicks in, where mm. my trying to have a creative life, and because, you know, that is like a child in itself because it's, it's you can't just, when I had a day job that I went to, I went there and I did it, and then when I came home, it switched off. When you're yeah. writing something or work, working on something, these characters and stuff are alive. They're mm. demanding things. If you if you want to do it, I mean, you mm. can either not do it. So I've been having trouble with this. So do I mm. do it or not do it? Do I? If I stop doing it, then will I be able to focus on the kids more and give them what what they need? But then will that make me resent them because mm. I can't? I can't. I can't put the stories out of my head. I can't yeah. stop. I spent forty six years becoming a playwright and and now I have my first play and I've got two kids so there's this huge uh, thing at the moment mm. so what, what's the way to go how do you go with your creative um child in your head yeah it's a well it's a it, it is like that it's because it's not just um the content either it's just the the sheer maintenance of the creative life of that headspace of the headspace but also just there's logistics involved right. i mean for me you know it's like it's about knowing um when i need to be booking studio time it's about booking collaborative artists to come and 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 be in the space it's about like there's, there's all this upkeep and stuff and that doesn't happen within a set period of time it's not a day job that you can go to yeah. i can't go somewhere to make that stuff happen right that shit's just got to happen whenever i find the time um, and that is, and that stuff is being squeezed into free time more and more because I'm doing so much work, kind of I guess in the educational space now. Yeah, that that's probably the kind of majority of of the work that I'm doing. So like the creative stuff is pushed more and more to the to the edges, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's one that doesn't exist in a in a set time frame, and you're the only person that's keeping on top of it too. Like. Yes. You know, yeah. I'm an independent self-managed artist, so there's no one kind of keeping an eye on how the album's tracking or how um, you know, how the timeline's looking for release or or you know, have I got all the assets I need to to, you know, launch something next month. Like that's all on you as the artist. And so Yeah. So doing that at the same time as having a chaotic kind of, you know, parenthood thing going on 
and then doing the bread and butter stuff, which is is kind of more defined and kind of sets your hours for you. Yeah. Uh, and trying to then be creative on top of that and actually write the material and concoct the ideas and kind of actualize them in some way. Yeah. When your bandwidth's already just chock a block. Yeah. 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 yeah, just it's time like, management yeah, as yeah. well. As totally, man. Emotions. And it's like, you know, and I, obviously I'm not trying to like say for a second that my life is somehow harder than anybody else's. Of course it's not. And, and in so many ways I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to even yeah, consider sure. these options. Um, but it, and, but, it, but it, I don't think it's restricted to creative people, that stuff. I think people no. have that going on, whether they're creative, doing a creative thing or not, because it's just the nature of, yeah, our, our world at the moment and what we expect of ourselves and what's expected I'm of us. I'm guessing it happens in business as well. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, my yeah. story is like, it's like the same kind of thing, but without creativity. Mm. It's just bit by bit. Well, with creativity, give, sometimes one, it is creative, the, you know. Yeah, the kids yeah. are the boss, right? The kid, the kids control everything, so that's the bandwidth that's compulsory. Mm. If you're lucky, now mm. obviously in the past, the you know people talk about distant parents and stuff like that. Maybe that's when the bandwidth hasn't slipped that way. They go no, no, because the mm. the rules in back in those days were you still had to go to work, you had to mm. bring home the bacon. All these rules push the. Well, they didn't. They Stop weren't interested them. in. But for me, it's as a much. straight to the, the bandwidth. Straight. My wife's got a job, so. Self-employment takes a bit of a hit, you know, mm, whenever yeah. it's time. It, you're the one to pick them up from school with a stuffed dough yeah, or whatever yeah. the shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? But but it does leave you – it does, it, it slips away. Like you let go of the um, – this, there's this constant theme with the creatives in here talking about dads and that is the creativity gets a squeeze. Mm. But I reckon it, puff, it puffs back – what I'm saying is it puffs back up again. Everything comes back. But it might come back in a different, yeah, like yeah. A it comes different back form? writing fucking kids albums or, <laughs> or I squeeze. You know, for some people it does. They just start yeah. focusing it on no on children, comedy comedians mm. do it all the time. They they, mm. they got to just do comedy about changing shitty nappies, and at least a lot of people. Well, well that's material. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and it's, it is material, and it's, it's your experience. Yeah. You write about what you know. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? But in the hip hop world, I guess you know it's a lot of. Traditionally, I suppose, baby or in the- to, it's probably <laughs> in the back of the- it's probably about hardship, isn't it? Really, and it's very hard I to say. <laughs> it's not hardship when you've got a fourteen-month-old baby. No, you're living life see, to that's, the max. It's that's the thing. Yeah, you can't. You can't here. say like poor me when you've you got a kid because everyone's got a kid. That's yeah, the that's yeah. the other thing. History is that you can't yeah. really feel too sorry for yourself when you've got a kid and when you're juggling all this stuff because everybody else is doing the same thing. Like, but but we do have to express it. Like, no, like, I agree with that. I like, totally agree with we that. We don't want to. We've got this thing in Australia, and men particularly have just go, "Oh, well, that's fucking. I can't talk because everyone else has got." Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. all relative. Like that's everyone's right. having their struggle, and I, yeah. I think that to hear other people and they're not coping, even though it might be their life might be easier than mine or not, it's just good to know that mm. other people. I mean, yeah. I get, what, I get what you mean. I think the point we don't is want not to on indulge. an album. Not on, <laughs> not on an album. Not on an yeah, album. No, not on an album. But that's right. I'd love to see you do a film clip with the boy strapped onto your front in the uh, in the carrier yeah in the carrier sort of mini me style totally that'd be uh, he'd cool. be up for that he's a cool little dude man i mean he's got like pretty good rap hands already like he's yeah like you put on a beat and he's you know really he's, he's wow. waving his hands in the air and you know like, <laughs> like he's got a good rap nod going on and yeah he's pretty he's pretty good I didn't teach him any of that. Do you know? Obviously, it's genetic. (laughs) Hip-hop's gotten older. (laughs) Hip-hop's grown and developed and gotten older. So surely, like, topics like 
mortgages and kids can start coming into it more. I don't want to ever hear a fucking rapper <laughs> talk about a mortgage, man. No, not a mortgage. If you're talking about a mortgage, <laughs> you can fucking kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> but maybe if, no, but but well, those those themes are being addressed in, in hip hop, though. Domestic you know. violence, yeah. Kids think um, things about. Uh, how kids growing up? Mm, no doubt, you know, all that sort of stuff. I mean, the, you know, the the new record that I'm working on at the moment is full of stuff like this. I'm not talking overtly about parenthood, but no. Um, but I, the, I mean, the thing about it is, and it's kind of interesting as a creative person because it's like your life and your psychology just it just changes <clears throat> changes everything. It absolutely changes everything. Yeah. And like I used to it's such a cliche. When I when I wasn't a parent, I would hear parents talk about that. And I'd kind of go, Oh yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had no idea what it meant. Like I had no idea when someone said it changes the way you see everything. I was like, Oh yeah, well of course that and, makes sense and whatever. And you get that patronizing look when yeah. when you and now I do it when yeah, people yeah, yeah. go, you know, <laughs> the fucking sole came off my shoe last night when I was at the club and I now I've got to get new shoes, but I can't fucking believe that I don't make them anymore. <laughs> and you like and you just go that, that you kinda of glaze over with the patronizing look and I used to get that from people. Yeah, it's that, like this your doesn't life matter. has no meaning. <laughs> It's terrible, but it, you're right. It's totally undefinable. Of course, that, of course that's not true. But like, no. it's but it but it does make you think about things that way. And and further to that, like, kind of going back to what you were saying about you know things get a squeeze, like creativity gets a squeeze, and yeah. and you know you kind of sacrifice things and all that. I mean, of course we do. But what I'm kind of learning, and I'm not necessarily good at it yet. But what I'm learning, and what I think I learned about that that um you know experience with my old man. And, you know, hearing about those stories about like, oh, you know, I didn't feel like my parents ever listened to me or or whatever. I think like regardless of what happens, I think I just have to try and remember that the important thing is that encounter that you have with your kid. Yeah. That's the important thing. It's like, so yeah, it's going to suck balls if you as the creative person end up in this kind of more... Um, agitated or anxious state because of the chaos of your life and the extra chaos that comes from having a kid. Um, that's a, that's a big challenge and that's hard. Yeah. It's going to be real hard to still want to read that bedtime story after you've just had the most full on stressful, hectic day yeah. and come home and you haven't eaten and you haven't slept and you, you know, um, you've just come home and cleaned all the chaotic mess in the in the house, and now you've got to read a bed a bedtime story like you give a fuck about where Spot is or whatever. <laughs> like that's gonna be hard. Like that's that is a hard thing to do. It's hard to inject that in energy yeah. and that kind of presence into that into that moment. But you have to, and you have to. Well, you have to try to. But you also just do though too. You do. You? You, don't, you, you definitely don't do. But and you you don't. But it but, it, but it can feel, be a thing where it's like yeah. yeah, you can really feel at odds with it, and it can really you can feel like it's another source of anxiety. But at the end of the day, like, and I think it's true for work as well. Like, it, you can work in a bank and whatever. But I think, like, it's just important to remember that what matters is that that encounter with your kid, and if it means you got to tell your boss to fuck off because I'm leaving, Yeah, yeah. you got to do it because what matters is that your kid knows that they're more important. You can get another job. Yep. You can write another album. You can you can do all of these man. things. You, you, you know, if, you're, if, you, if you run a bar or you're in a bar working in a bar, you don't get to 
to, to be all mopey when you're sort of raggy or something bad's happened. You mm. know what? You've got to yeah. – it's your job. And and I think as a as a parent when you come home and you're fucked and you, you don't want to – even if you are a little bit, you might be a bit resentful mm. because you've had to roll home and you could have got heaps more dough if you'd worked another hour yep. or you had to let a booking go or whatever it yep. was and you roll home. My mantra is I'm I'm – I'm lucky they're here. Just mm. before you step in, just try. I just yeah. try and just go. Just imagine they weren't, and you'd be going. Mm. I'll give anything to have them. Yes, in exactly there, right. fucking up the house, <laughs> shooting each other in the eye with the Nerf gun, <laughs> screaming the house down, agitating their mother. It's so true. Give anything to have that if they if if it wasn't there. Yeah, that's so that's a really good build way to that look up at it before stepping yeah, in the door. Yeah, that's a, that's and, a really cool start way screaming. To look at it. No, <laughs> no, no, that's a good way to look you know, at it. Man. And also, when it's worked for me, it has meant that I've is it, when it's worked best for me is when I've realised that they're the antidote to it. Yes, because that's you know when so true when well. the kid is looking at a leaf in the garden for an hour and a half. And and part and if you are distracted by all this stuff that's going on and and they're so clearly operating at a different speed to you, if you stop and go, hang on a minute, they're my out. Mm. I can sit here in the sun and look at this leaf. With oh, them. it's yeah. it's you a know, beautiful moment when, when that happens. Yeah, when yeah. you can do that, it's fucking hard when you've when you're mm. consumed with your own shit. Like I'm, f- I was forty two when I had the first one, and I've got all these years of narcissism and just my own craziness that I've got to try and. Keep at bay so yeah, I can yeah, yeah. see the leaf in the sunlight. That's but, right. But but it is a good excuse to stop. Yeah. And and that's and like you say, that's the antidote. So yeah. like, you know, it's and it's fucking crazy. This is the intense like emotional feeling that you just you have no idea about until you try it. <laughs> yeah. But is is that moment where you may be sitting there and your kid is doing that thing. Your kid's playing with some blocks, you're you're in a space that you're sharing with, you know, the people that you love most in the world. It's just this purely kind of simple, ordinary moment. Mm, yeah. And and like every now and then I just catch myself, it's like this is the happiest I've ever been, yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. ever yeah. felt. And I'm not saying like <clears throat> in general, I'm saying like this moment yes. is as happy as I think I can, I can remember feeling. And it's because nothing's happening. It's because I'm, it's because I'm not consumed by those things. All that needs to happen is your kid needs to play with the block. You need to sit there with him, and and the rest the rest of the world can wait. And it's like, a guiltless that, happiness. Yeah, abso- how, how absolutely. How much happiness doesn't usually come immediately with some kind of guilt? So if mm. you all the get best ha- kinds, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're gaining <laughs> some kind of joy from ego or from yeah. something or yeah. other, it brings with it other problems or then feelings of shame, maybe, or just it might just be a hollow mm. joy. But those well, moments, self-indulgent, like and and you know, or whatever, of, no yeah. matter how high it is, it's got its shadow. Yeah, right. Whereas there's no shadow to those moments. Yeah. Yeah. They're just what they are, and they're not mm. like ultra high, but they're a, they're a, they're a pure form of yeah. happiness. Well, and that's I've, I think I think a, a big yeah. key for me, and and I think been a huge that's been a huge part in the struggles I've had with my mental health is is those huge highs that you get as oh, yeah. an artist and as a performer, and yeah. the ego boosts and all those things. I never thought that they were important to me, and I kind of would like to think that they're not, but they became such a a massive part of my life that. When they took a back seat to all these other things, like I realized that so much of how I validated myself as a person was literally coming from like applause, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. from yeah. people 
Like, because, man, if you stand in front of a thousand people oh, yeah. that all know your music and they, they're, they're shouting, you know, like, we love you and you're awesome, like, try not being affected by that. Like, try going home and not being Quite told. Like to try that, if that's all right. <laughs> no, Dude, like- I, know, I know it from stepping out with the baby in front of Missy's crowd uh, when she kept oh. talking about me. I was talking about this last week. And hearing, I I saw hearing pictorial sort of, evidence of this. Uh, yeah. 8,000 people <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, I could get used to this. You know? But it's but it's mm. what's crazy is you do get used to it. Oh yeah. All oh, right. And it loses so, its like so, coffee. Well, no, no, no. It's not that it loses its thing, it's that you do get used to it. And so you then know, when you yeah. don't have it for a while. Yeah. So like I hardly I hardly performed for the last like, you know, few years, mainly because of all of this life stuff that was going on. Yeah. And yeah, all of a sudden I was like, ah, oh, I realized like part of why I'm so down is because like no one's Telling me like well done, like you know what I mean. I haven't heard well done in in yeah. six months or whatever. Whereas I that. used to hear it literally from like dozens and hundreds of strangers all the time, and it's and it's like that's obviously not a sustainable or even really a meaningful or or, or positive thing. No, but but the fact of the matter was I got used to it, and yeah. and then when I when I didn't have it because I never thought about it. I couldn't explain why why I was feeling so down. And it's the same with laughter when you do comedy. That's that's the most yeah. unbelievable fucking high oh, when you when real. you start hitting some stretch mm. of of gold, usually improvised or yeah. whatever, and you just it, it's you'll you'll suffer years of failure just to try and yeah. get that five yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. of um, getting people in a laughter state. Yeah, so it just I can't ends up like. What um, it feels like. Like adapting your reward senses from yeah, yeah that's right. The, the big yeah. juicy stuff, mm. you know, the crack of uh, yeah. of audiences and laughter and stuff like that. And, yeah, and getting it from and, other and getting it from oh fucking pooey nappies, smiles, smiles, giggles, laughs, little longing looks. Yeah, you know them crying when you leave. Is like yeah, yeah I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's but funny. It, but like, it's yeah, all, and yeah, school it's, reports and it goes on and on. Absolutely, man, and. But that's that's what's great about it is it's teaching you to get your rewards from the things that are important, but the things that are actually uh, personal to you as well. Mm. So you the validation, the validation we all want is the validation that we can create within ourselves of going, I am uh, good enough, and I am uh, you know a uh, 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 I don't know a worthwhile person. Yeah, uh, you know. And and I think that's, I, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Certainly, certainly something that I've constantly yeah, yeah. struggled with is like feeling like I'm good enough or worthy enough of I don't know what what yeah, but, anything you know, know yeah, yeah of anything yeah, um and so yeah like reconfiguring that that sense of who you are yeah. is a really positive thing and that's and that's why like the looking at the leaf thing like totally resonated with me because that. They are living at the right speed. It's us that are fucking it up. They're the ones that are appreciating the world. They're the ones that are that are curious and present and and calm and and looking at the world as it should be, um, and as we should be looking at it and looking at themselves. They're not looking at themselves. That's the whole point. Yeah, they're not. Exactly. They're not criticizing themselves. They're not, they're not analyzing themselves. Yeah, no, yeah. they're just there going like, you know what? When I tilt this little toy, the sun shines through it. And it reflects a bit of red onto the tile floor, and that is fucking amazing. Yeah. And I look at it and I go, "It is fucking amazing. It is. That's yeah. the coolest thing I've seen today. It's just that I would never let myself have a moment to yeah. appreciate it. I would never easily, sit and look yeah, at it. You got to you got to cross over 
don't drop that. It's glass or yes, don't bang your right. head on yeah, that yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. is that belong to your brother? But pass through that. My daughter the other night, she's at bedtime. <laughs> she's she's just gone, oh, kiss kiss a good night and everything. Good night. And she goes, Good night, Dad. And she goes, One minute kiss. I'm going, fucking what? <laughs> Without the swear word. I said, What? <laughs> What? She goes, oh, my back's sore. I've been at it all day, really stressed because I had some tech problems. And I was like, oh, what? And my mind just went straight back to the mantra. I'm, I'm lucky. Mm. She wants a one-minute kiss. One day she'll go, piss off. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah. You mean literally yeah. a one-minute kiss? She goes, I want a one-minute kiss. Yeah. You know, Jesus. like so I had to bend down. You know, it was like, it was like all hurting and everything. It was like, so it was just like put my lips on her head and went, mm, made the big stupid noise. And she's counting. One. <laughs> Damn, she's, she's not letting you off the hook she's at like all. She's counting slow, yeah. too. So it was a t- at least two you minutes. She like you know, yeah. shooting pains up and down my back. <laughs> but in the end, it was just, it was like a meditation. In the yeah, end, it was like, oh, well, it okay. is, it is. Yeah. She's forced me to slow down. So true. I yeah. feel, I mean, that's where my parental guilt comes from is that I just wish there wasn't so much of me in the room, you know, but it's going to take some time to undo that. Like I've Mm. done a lot of uh, damage to myself over the years and just a lot of just meing it. And and it's just going to take a little bit of time to be able to – See, you know, this time I've got a lot of work to do yeah. in um, dismantling myself a little bit. I mean, it's a good thing; it's all good stuff, and I want to do it. But it, you just know, you just see how much, how deeply worn your um, mm. your kind of neural pathways are. Yeah. Or at least I do, you know. And, and absolutely, I do all this. Of, I think most parents probably do. Yeah, it's you quite just, shocking. You can't help but be confronted by those things. It like yeah. immediately shows you kind of who you are and the patterns that you're. Yeah. that you're used to. But uh, I think you're right though in that you can you you well you just should look at that as a positive thing. Yeah. You know, because that's a chance for you to investigate those things because they're not helping you no, exactly. either. Yeah. So so this is a way for you to to confront that. Uh it's it it is like really a chance for you to kind of yeah. um work on those things. It's like you say it's a it's an excuse almost. Yeah. Um and I don't think your kids are uh are going to be suffering for you working through those things. I, and in uh, fact, they'll benefit from it. You just become super conscious of it when you've got other people there. Yeah, I definitely. mean, I, I know when I have my anxiety, mental health problems, things come up, It's uh, I, I, it makes it harder in a way knowing I've got the wife and kids there who have to kind of witness it or be there. And it's never as impacting on them as I think it is. Absolutely, yes. And I can get yeah. through it. But I do need to do the work and kids are an invitation. Yeah, that's right. To do the yeah, work, yeah. you know. They're an invitation so, to do the work, but like you say, they'll help you do it. Yeah. You know, like it's it's constantly teaching you things. The thing, the, the thing that I need most in the world is probably patience and acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> so, so patience um when when things are, are are taking a long time patience when things are, are perhaps not going as i would like them to or or as i'd planned yeah. them to which are things that are really important to me and are are not that helpful to anyone um but yeah just being patient um and uh what was the other one i forget what the acceptance. other one was acceptance mm. yeah so like accepting mm. Think things as they arise, things that yeah. I can't change, things that I have no power over. Yeah. These are things yeah. that I'm I, I, I'm kind of trying to work on in my life anyway. But your your kids are, are constantly there to help you with that, or at least you know 
teach you. Yeah, and the whole so slow can, motion nature of time itself, you know, in our dimension anyway, yeah. is it, it's it's yonks. Like mm. it's fucking years. Mm. Uh, yeah, you don't have to go in it and go straight to. Oh my god, I've got a. I've got six months to really get fatherhood sorted yeah, out. So yeah, then just, right. those I, can, I can sort of Except, step aside and it's going to no, be okay. No, you're right. You've got to remember that it's a you, it's a long game. And, yeah, yeah, patience yeah. To, for fucking, yourself to develop yeah, that, as well. That's, I reckon that's very true. That's a really yeah, good point. Except that they tell patience you that, on that side of things. Well, but they tell you that the important years are zero to bloody two or something, like everything that they're going to be is laid down. You can just keep putting that forward. The, <laughs> <laughs> assholes, yeah, patient, be patient. And then they tell you. Put it, keep putting it off. <laughs> Put the important years off. I reckon they're between. 27 and about 38. <laughs> and by then, you're, you're not even really around that much. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, um, that, I think that, well, I think that's something that, um, that does happen a lot. There's a, there's an interesting parenthood culture in this, in this country. I guess probably in a lot of, a lot of places, but where there is this sense of like, this is the right way to do it. Oh, dear. And, you God. know, this is the important time and whatever. And there's, there's, Validity in a lot of what these people are saying. It's sure. just I think it's presented in this way that can be um, really like, well, if it's not done this way, then you're doing it wrong. Kind and, of and they're hanging over your head the idea that you're damaging your child. Yeah, yeah. Which and is, the last thing you like need. It's not like better ways to perfect abs. This is about um, <laughs> yeah. your kid. So it, it, So that's why we're trying in this thing I mean, to you got to sell the books though, it. don't you? you got to sell yeah. books somehow. So well, We just didn't want to be yeah. that that thing where we're trying to give people advice it's more oh, yeah, just yeah. like to just talk about it because there needs to be more of just talking about it yeah because when you meet other parents you know it's hard to get a clear picture of what life is really like for them because mm. people are very sensitive about yeah parenting yeah definitely yeah you know. when people it's it's interesting too i've become a lot more accepting i think too of parents who i think are judging me as a parent <laughs> or at, as a non-parent as i was because i feel like they have probably felt that from other yeah, parents yeah. as well, and that's maybe a projection of that because yeah. there's always those parents that are going to have this kind of, and I don't even think I don't think it's intentional. You know what I mean? I used to think it was just someone being a bit of a dick, but I don't I don't think it's as intentional as I thought it was. I think it's probably just part of that culture that we have where we're defensive about the way that we're raising right. our children because yeah. we don't want to think it's the wrong way. I mean, fuck, dude, I am a full time essentially rapper. Uh, a 34-year-old white Australian rapper, like there's there's not many people that would look at that as like a workable, um, you know, <laughs> uh, game plan for, for parenthood and being a responsible father. And they're probably right. Um, but... But fuck them. Like, yeah, fuck them, <laughs> if, they, if, if they want to tell me that, I'm going to get really defensive. You know what I mean? Because I believe in who I am. I believe in the choices that I've made. And I fight those battles within myself all the time. You know, I constantly tell myself that I'm probably on the wrong trajectory of the wrong career path. But, hey, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off because I've because I'm good at it and I love it and I can't do, yeah. picture living without yeah, it. Pretty so, superficial judgment. When you look at the, uh, well, yeah, the no toolkit uh, once again, you, you you've before you had a kid – or even before you started, you started working in education, you exposed mm. to kids. You you went in to help with your your um would you would you call it your 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 father's son? Yeah. Your brother. Yeah, he's my brother. Right, your yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So oh man, he's, at 13, he's my heart and soul. He's not got, he's not just my dad's. It sounds like you've got kid. a built yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my bro. Exactly. Yeah. And you so exposed to children and you've got like four billion younger cousins. Mm. 
So there's where the toolkit comes yeah, from. Yeah, no, and that's you know, right. You could and wrap your heart out forever, yeah, ever yeah, more, yeah. and that's well, not going to change that yeah. ability to to take get the job done. It's right, and and it's something that me and Iris kind of talk about a bit, you know. And she she's helpful with it, and um, you know, because she because she says, look, we could do those things. We could go and you know get the get the 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 job that ticks those boxes or. Um, or earns this much much pay or gets us this kind of mortgage or whatever. She's like, but I think we would be fucking miserable doing that. And if we're yeah. miserable, yeah. we're show- exactly well, we're rare. showing our kid that like yeah. it's all right to be miserable in your life and not do the things that make you happy or make you feel fulfilled mm. yeah. because they're doing these other oxygen masks, these the other plane. measures. It's like, nah, do man, my first. parents, my parents yeah. didn't teach me that and yeah. and I thank them for that like, and I'm doing stuff so. because you think it's what the kid would want you to do yeah. it's like yeah, when yeah. people refuse to break up because for the kid yeah. and 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 just and then have this miserable home life for 20 yeah. years like so it's not, why it's, is that better it's the wrong reason why is that it, better yeah it's I, not I've what never you do that matters it. it's like, then don't blame it on the kids don't say yeah. we're going to go and get a shitty job that you hate just because you i mean <sighs> Obviously, money has, you have to make oh, money you, yeah. to, to survive and all that stuff. Yeah. But and I would if I had to do that. If I had to go get a shitty job, I would do it as in a, yeah. in a fucking second. Yeah. Like if that's but if that's still my keep option. What's you? Yeah, that's right. But it's yeah, it's important to to remember that what you're what you're kind of instilling in them is more than just um, you know like the right house, the right car, and like yeah. the will to to succeed on these different levels. It's about like I don't care. Uh, if my son grows up to be any of those things, if my kid grows up to know who he is yeah. and know who he wants to be and know what he wants to be about, that's what I care about. I care yeah. about what he values and what he what he believes in, not what he drives or what kind of car, what kind of house he's got. I mean, because yeah. if if he judges me based on those things, then I'm screwed. Yeah, so. if, you get a, if, you, <laughs> if you're willing to go get a shitty job because to of what you need. For the kids, some basic needs, housing, food, and all mm. that, then you're a hero. You're a legend. If you go get a shitty job to keep up with the fucking Joneses, yes, that's so right. that the other, because you know, because <laughs> you're worried that they will laugh at your car, mm. your yeah, old yeah, Gemini yeah. or whatever, <laughs> right? Then, <laughs> then you're you're I fucked because you're going to resent the shit. Out. Well, they're, they're probably they're probably <laughs> really expensive again. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? that's right. I think they're in demand now. <laughs> Bad choice. No, right. but uh, yeah, I'm you're totally right that. about that. And and that that's part of being a, a parent too is is uh, teaching those lessons around motivation, you know, mm-hmm. and intention. Yeah, it's not about uh, not not always about what you're doing. It's about why you're doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well. Thank you so much. Hey, no worries. Mantra for coming Thank in. Thank you, guys. That was and really, let me that say, was really fun. I think you got this. Uh, like, <laughs> thanks, my man. job is to bring I down the confident that. ones, but you, <laughs> I, I like, I like it. Uh, got thanks, this. man. I appreciate that. That awesome podcast was recorded at Castaway Studios in Collingwood. Here, we provide affordable, accessible, professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters, all the way from basic studio hire right through to full season production packages. You can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com 
or just look up Castaway Studios on all the social medias. 